No offence, but where we discuss the uncomfortable topics, drop the truth bombs, and have the raw, real, and relatable conversations that make you feel socially acceptable. How are you feeling about that? <laughs> I could cry. <laughs> with, with nervousness? Yeah, the pressure of like getting someone there yeah. every day. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Mm. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. The first week will probably be horrific. Yeah. But then it's going to be the best thing for you because you're going to have routine. You're going to have free time. That's but, guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I haven't had a routine since I was probably like 14. No, I know. And I know you hate routines as well, but... I'm actually really excited for this, what it will bring. Like, what more can I do with a routine? Yeah. So, like, already, I can do so much work for two times on the train, and I want to cycle once Mm. I get a bike and sort that out. Yeah. So I want to cycle. So that's my exercise and my work pretty much done on my commute. Yeah. I think you're going to do really well. And you have that time in the day for yourself as well because like you said before that you just like, do you know what I'm actually doing I'm going to start charity work I work in a soup kitchen oh. I love soup oh. in London in London because obviously I'll be there um, and I'm also going to do life drawing classes because I started well I did one it was really cool that was so fun wasn't it yeah that was so fun do you still have yours yeah I want to frame mine I want to frame them yeah, yours are great. Mm. She's like a Picasso. Oh my god, mm. I love drawing. Like anything art, I'm down yeah, for. Me too. I'm coming. Yeah, yeah I'm coming. Yeah, 100%. I'm inviting myself. Then I'm sure there's like art galleries and stuff. So I think a lot of the time I will stay in London. Yeah. Um, That'd be know. easier for you, would not it? Yeah, we'll see. Honestly, but I just need to get tomorrow. We're <laughs> done with that. Yeah. Day by day, day by day. You'll be fine. <clears throat> You'll be good. It's change. Queen, you good? All good. All good, good in the hood. Yeah. Nothing too crazy for me this week. Just the same old, same old. Um, back to school routine, but I am um, nothing to report really, ladies. So, this week topic we're going to be speaking about breakups and glow ups. Wow, I'm deep sh- one. Yeah, deep. yeah, I feel like We've crying already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess um, the first thing we'll kind of I think we should talk about is the lead to a bre- breakup. Like, what happens? What happens in a relationship to get you there? Or how do you get out of it? <laughs> oh, Who's starting with this that? This is deep, isn't it? I mean, it where is. do you even start? And what relationship do you practice? That's what I was going to say, because, like, well, I've had a lot of relationships over the years, and obviously being in different relationships, I've been such a different person, and I think you can learn from each breakup and take that on to the next relationship. So do you think you've, yeah, evolved through 100%, yeah, definitely, definitely. And weirdly, I've had a lot of exes cheat on me, but over time, it's given me more trust in people. Oh, wow. Which wow. is really strange, yeah. Like, because I think in my own mind, I think I worked quite a lot on myself when I had my last breakup. And I think I just got to a point where I was like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I can't control it. The only thing I can control is me in the situation. So as long you as know I stay. you've moved on before yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That's interesting. I think it's a good point to start, because I think we can all align with this, is... Knowing when to leave. Yeah. I think as women, something that Queen's mentioned on, I think it was our first episode, 
women take a lot longer to really come to the conclusion mm. that my relationship's broken down and I'm done. Like, we've already figured it out in our heads. We've taken time. It's not a matter of getting up and thinking, do you know what, I'm done with this. Whereas most men probably would. But I think as the female, being whether it's being a mum and trying to work out the logistics of things and money and splitting of the house and all of that, I mm. think, I know for me personally, I was really unhappy for probably a good two years. Um, and I think it took me, so I know that I was unhappy, but in terms of building up the courage to leave, it took me probably a good four months. Um, and I got to the point where I was like in the bath every single day and I was saying to Lacey, I remember Lacey having a conversation with me and talking about human design and she was like, you need to give yourself a good 28 days to really think about something before making a big life decision. And I thought, you know what, I think I know where I'm at, but let me be consciously aware of that 28 days and see how I really feel and really think about it. I remember just like being in the bath all the time. I don't know if any of my Instagram followers are listening. I saw you always in the bath. Always in the bath, bubble always bath. with a glass of red, bubbles. And that would candles. just be my, and candles, mm -hmm. and that would just be my time where I would switch off, lock the door from the whole house, world, society. And just most of the time I was just sobbing in the bath, like just trying to work and figure my life out. And that, when I got to the end of that 28 days, I was just like, nothing's changed. Mm. I haven't changed the way I felt. And I just knew that was me done. And then it was just the whole, I'm done, saying it. So it definitely takes its toll on you to build up the courage to it. Mm. I feel so emotional even listening to oh, this. Babe, it's crazy. I think like one thing we don't, acknowledge enough is that breakups are so hard mm. like they're just not like they're not linear they're not like a time period that you're going to go through it you don't can't even predict how you're going to feel for it even if you're the one who initiates the breakup like it's still a really challenging thing to go through i just think we really don't hone in enough on like how challenging that is and how heartbreaking it literally is and yeah something I've really had to work on lately, my heart was broken. I could feel it ached every single day. I don't think I've ever really actually experienced heartbreak until this time around. Mm. Yeah, I remember you telling me. It was like so sad. the worst feeling. I can't even tell you, it was horrendous. But I did through like, I know we're gonna talk about this a bit later, but one thing I did connect it with whilst doing healing journey, cause I was like, I need to go <coughs> heal me. Like mm. what is it in me that, for one, attracts these relationships. And for two, like, I'm creating this relationship too. Like, I'm also 100% party as they're 100% party. So I really looked at me and I was like, you know what, my heartbreak actually started when I was seven for my dad. And I've been heartbroken ever since. So it was almost like this relationship really pushed me to be like, you need to deal with this. And oh my God, the pain was like tragic. Oh. Well, you know what? Um, I don't think I've ever been heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to That's good. We've got balance right about now. <laughs> and let me tell you why. I know people are going to be like, oh, okay, you good ladies will know. I've recently been through a breakup and it was a super long relationship, 18 years plus. So you're probably thinking, what the fuck does she mean she wasn't heartbroken? Mm. I think I deal with emotions so differently. I guess the question you asked was, when did we know? When did I know it was time? Mm -hmm. Like you, for a really long time, I knew that this really needs to end. But for several reasons, kids, house. And also, I think for me, I didn't want the relationship to end because I didn't want to lose my best friend. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. hard, but... Like, I'm not... We 
are the bestest of friends. We are the amigos since I was 18. Everything I've ever done, absolutely every single significant moment in my life, he'd been there. And I was just thinking, if, if, we, if, if I break this up, it's all got to fall to shit. I was under no delusions mm. that we would be all, oh, high five, oh my God, this is the best thing. I knew that shit would hit the fan. So I think for a long time I held on to the friendship because that, despite everything that was going on that led to the breakup, we were still really good friends. The reason I say I wasn't heartbroken by it is because I'd already spent so many years being unhappy. When the end came, it was almost like, oh, release. Mm. I can't be heartbroken over something I felt was giving me freedom, emotional mm, freedom. Yeah, I, I was so sick and tired of being miserable. And it's not like I was the only one who was unhappy. That's why the relationship had to end. We were both unhappy. And I was also sick of sitting there watching me make my best friend miserable. Oh, because we so badly want to make the relationship work. Mm. I knew for a really long time. And I think I had accepted it and dealt with it before the words were ever said. Therefore, the heartbreak didn't happen. And obviously prior to that, I didn't really have any serious boyfriends. There was no heartbreak to be had. I can definitely relate, um, just speaking about a previous relationship where you are best friends. Mm. And I think the problem was over the course of the relationship, I forgot that that person was my best friend and we just distanced each other. We almost just didn't like each other anymore. So this was a really awkward breakup because we kind of broke up in like March and then broke up again in September. So it was like a double breakup. Mm. But the March one I was so cool with. I was like, I don't actually care. Like, this is better. We both need this. The September one was like, I don't know. I'd done so much work on myself and found myself again. and found my happiness. That I started to perceive the person differently. And I started to see that actually that wasn't all their fault. Like I had these parts to play. And I think that's a really hard part of a breakup, like yeah. looking at yourself and being like, I did this and yeah. I was shit and I wasn't a nice person or I was horrible about this. And it's just like being kind to yourself and accepting, okay, that's what it is. And then from that breakup, I had to be like, okay, this is what the situation is. It's now not what I want, but I've got to keep going anyway. And I think that's why the heartbreak was so challenging. But in previous times when I was younger, like my first serious relationship, he, like, I knew we weren't going to be together. Obviously, his one had sex with, so I thought I'd marry him. <laughs> That's it. Join so the we, hip for life. We were stuck together. <clears throat> and we weren't best friends. And that was the thing. We didn't hang out or, you know, like, we weren't friends. And um, something that really got to me, for one, that like, we never had sex, um, I actually used to, like, be asleep. And I'd just see him, like, watching porn next to oh. me. Obviously, I was only, like, 18, 19. You were so young. Yeah. And the porn that he watched like wasn't me, so right. it's like, gosh, that was really gosh. challenging. Sounds like you weren't aligned at all. We weren't, mm. really weren't, and it was weird actually because a mutual friend said the other day, like, oh, Wait, I so spoke what would to he him. watch? <laughs> is like blonde? Of course, she is porn queen. That way, blue shirt. But he, um, a mutual friend, actually said that he was like, oh, I wish I treated her better. Like I was too little, too late, kind of thing. But really, it wasn't that. It was just like we wasn't aligned. We wasn't. Mm. We were young. What my mum always said this: what you like at sixteen, you don't like at twenty six. But one thing that I really knew was time to end with us was that um, we. So I was, got the interview for Big Brother, which I was obviously shocked about because I wasn't expecting to do that either. Mm. And I'm really am. I know I don't seem it, but I actually am a very introverted person. I don't really like to be the star of the show and stuff like that. I guess if I get like nervous, I'll be like 
bigger because I'm so nervous. Yeah. yeah. Um, but otherwise, I'm not really like that. So I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do it. But the money was really good. So I told him, oh my god, I got this interview, and he was like, oh, you can't do that. Like everyone's gonna know I've got a stupid girlfriend. <gasps> I know. Wow. And I was just wow. like, huh? <laughs> and that was the moment for me where I was like, that's so I disgusting. Can't be in this relationship. But then the problem was. He was then like, you're going on Big Brother, so now she's leaving me because she's going to do all this and X, Y, and Z. Or she's cheating on me. It's all that drama. It's more of a fear, isn't it? Yeah. And genuinely, I was like, no, it's because you call me stupid. <laughs> like, mm. Your partner like is supposed to support you and love you. And in my other relationships after that, that's why the breakup led. Because it was like, do you know what? We're no longer on the same team. I'm bringing you down. You're bringing me down. Actually, we're bringing ourselves down and blaming it on each other. Yeah. yeah. And it was just a mess. Until you break that, I don't think anybody even has the brain space to <laughs> see what needs to be done about the relationship. And I think all of us are probably in agreement when we say a relationship will never work unless two people are fighting for it at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can tell you so many times in my mind where I fought for the relationship and did everything I could... And then I know that there was a time where he was doing everything he could, but I'd zoned out. I was it done. It wasn't at the same time. And it was never at the same time. And yeah, I've questioned it and been like, you know, if we did work, really work at it at the same time. But there's just so many factors to our previous relationship and loss of respect and stuff for each other. I just think it's done. See, in my experience, is the opposite. Right. We both, and this is something I didn't see until afterwards. We were both really working it. We were doing the couples therapies. We were doing the healings together. Like, it was so deep. Mm. And actually, I didn't realise till afterwards, like, wow, he was really fighting for me. I couldn't see past that. And it was only because I had all these issues from way back when mm. that I needed to deal with that were clouding my mind. I couldn't see anything else. Or even... And also, another thing was... I grew up with not in a loving environment. So for one, I couldn't accept love. I didn't understand people I was worthy of love and that people loved me. I didn't understand, like... For my experience was, you're going to hurt me anyway. Right. So I'm just waiting for that. And I don't believe people can love me because if my own parents didn't show me love, why would another random person show me love? So you've sabotaged yourself in the, the later years of the relationship. Do you also think as well <coughs> with therapy, when you say, right, we need to go to therapy, naturally, each partner are thinking it's to sort them out, the opposite. So like you said, you've then gone and done the inner work and then thought, because mm. maybe in the therapy, you guys are working really hard, but because you're thinking, you know, he needs to work at this and you're thinking yeah. she needs to work at this, you're never taking the self-accountability. Yeah, I think that's something, in my experience with therapy, that was challenging I don't, I don't know because everyone's different but I mm. feel maybe I just wasn't in the right space because he'd done x y and z wrong so I'm like he's done this wrong he's done that yeah. wrong and she's like yeah but what about you and I'm like what do you mean to me everything I've said he's done yeah. wrong and that was really challenging I wasn't open to hearing that whereas now I can really sit and be like yeah put my hands up I was a dickhead and I didn't I really regret doing this or I don't regret things because I think it's brought everything I say now has brought me to where I am now. Yeah. I'm very at peace, I'm very happy. Um and I still don't know what's gonna happen, but like it is what it is. Um but it was tough and it was so horrible looking at myself, I think. Yeah, it's hard. But another thing about therapy, which I love you brought in because a lot of couples I speak to, one partner doesn't want to go to therapy. Yeah. Did you ever experience that? Or? I was um yeah, so I was actually one of the people that didn't want to go to therapy. Okay. Um, and then I had time to think about it and we were talking and stuff and then we were like, okay, let's go for therapy. But 
I think it's so difficult and obviously because I understand I feel like I'm the only one in the world that really is ever going to understand it from my side of course yeah I just for me because I'd lost respect I think it's a very very difficult thing to gain respect back for someone that you've lost and because I'd been so switched off for two years I was gonna say especially if they don't respect themselves yeah I just thought I felt like Mm. you know what we can do as much therapy as possible but if you don't go and work on yourself and allow me to go and work on myself and do my thing. I feel like with with the ex and I, it was a lot about growing each other and, and stuff and, oh, so complex. We could be here for hours, but I just felt like I was done. I just, it wasn't really a relationship really that I wanted to work going to save in the it, end. And you didn't want it to anyway. No. Like therapy didn't save mine. No. Because I needed to go do work. And we need, like that space you said was such a key point. Yeah. Only in that space could I reflect. Mm. and it was a few things I went to India in April for three weeks I remember sending him a massive message I was like oh my gosh I've realized like a new perspectives from being so not around you for so long and then I um, went away again in the August and I went on this whole life-changing journey when I did ayahuasca and I mean before I left I I was actually starting to feel something for him again I was like oh actually whoa what are these feelings (laughs) feeling like hey yeah welcome back (laughs) Which was interesting, because I always thought in a relationship, once that was done, it was done. So it's really interesting that it can come back. But obviously I got back, and like that next day, he was like, oh, I don't want to be with you anymore. I was like, oh. Guys, uh, I thought I was coming off a plane to a rom-com. Running up, kissing, and like, he wasn't really kissing back. And I was like, this is weird. Then he was like, weird with his phone. And I was like, this is weird. Like, it was so weird coming back. And then, um, yeah, he was like, I don't want to be with you anymore. And I was, I remember just being like, are you breaking up with me? And he's like, yeah, and I was so shocked. I couldn't even react. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, God. And that was so... Ch- I spiralled, and I think that's something you need to give yourself time is to feel through the emotions. Mm. Like, you can't pretend they're not happening. I mean, I, was, I wasn't, I was like... <clears throat> looking back, it's a bit embarrassing. Like, But you've got to let it out. I was crying, like, you're afraid of my heart. Like, I can't be without you. Like, yeah, but it's a natural reaction, mm. isn't it? Yeah, it was... But every time I let that out, I got stronger and stronger and stronger. And another part of our breakup, which was super tough, obviously we broke up, but then he was still, he was like, do you want me to move out? And obviously we had a little girl, so I was like, no, you can stay. Then I knew he was like talking to other girls, going to meet other girls whilst he's in my space. (coughs) And I was like, please can you not do that? Like I feel a bit disrespected. But again, like that was what he needed at that time. Mm. Like who am I to judge you? You know, like... In parts of the relationship, like, I'll hold my hands up. I went and spoke to another person in, well, we had broken up, but we were still living together. So instead of judging him, this time I could see the perspective. Yeah. Whereas before, I'd have been cutting up his clothes, yeah. smashing up his cup. <laughs> I mean, I was that level of crazy. Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> I really was. But it's legit, he was even like, you're handling this really well. I was like, I know. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> But it was just really like, instead of, okay, I can react and be crazy, but what's this going to achieve? It's just going to upset my daughter, it's going to upset me, it's going to make him hate me even more. Actually, let me just sit and sit with it and feel through my emotion and just focus on what I need right now because you're getting what you need. Clearly, you're thinking about yourself. Mm. I need to think about myself. And I actually really, I said to him, I was like, I actually found that really inspiring that you put yourself <laughs> first so much. You did not care what I thought or said yeah. or how I felt. You just went and did yourself. After so many years of being in a relationship where we wasn't doing ourselves, he went and did that, and it almost inspired me to go do the same. That's so cool. That's really oh, good. Yeah. That is so good. Nice. We said this is therapy. It babe. is like therapy. She let it all out. Girl. It does. It does make it a lot more difficult as well. We've all got children, 
Mm. Um, for you and your breakup, mm. how was it when... How old was Robin? Uh, he was a year and a half, so he was really young. Oh. Which I actually am quite happy about, because he doesn't actually remember us being yeah. together. So for me, okay. I'm just like... He doesn't know any different. Mm. Um, I mean, going for it at the time, and then him starting school, and then seeing like his friends that their mum and dad lives together, like we went for all that, that was difficult. But I think... I kind of, like, when I go through a breakup, I feel like within myself I can see a huge change. So for me, I'm like, right, this is not the person that I like. I don't want to be this person, so I need to change it. So then I go through a whole process of, like, is this the right thing? Like, then I start working on myself, going back to doing the things that I really enjoy to find myself again before the breakup mm. so then when the breakup comes it's almost like I don't know if this is like a right or wrong thing to do maybe it's me kind of like putting things in a box and not actually dealing with it but I don't feel like I've ever really got to a point where I'm like how you was snot and everything like you've broke you've killed like I don't feel like I've got to that point but yeah I don't know if it's something that I just don't I don't deal with I just put in a box throw it away and just don't cope and then I just think all I've got to focus on is me and improving myself to be a better person just so then Bobby has that that but maybe I think that's the the thing sometimes I think as women it might be a little bit different with with men but we as mums go into fight and flight mode so it's like you have to just continue you don't want it to be too different for them Mm. I mean don't get me wrong I'm sure there's some people listening mums that are probably really struggling with a breakup and Mm. maybe their kids are feeling it but I know for me I had massive mum guilt last year because of, you know, putting him through this of having to, like, go between different houses and, you know, how was he feeling emotionally? And, you know, the most difficult part was, you know, the ex turning up and then Santino crying and not wanting to leave me and have, like, that. And he still does it today and it's still Mm. something we're working through. But I do think um, you've just probably gone into, like, fight mode and just had to continue. And I feel like, don't get me wrong, there are times where there's, like, a lot of struggles. Like, the first Christmas where you're separated and you're trying to juggle, like, Mm. what's the best thing to do? Like, new rotors when they start school. Like, everything, there's going to be a first of everything. So it's like you're forever dealing with that emotion. But how is it like on Christmas waking up with your kid? Because you're obviously not what... That's not your vision, is it? No, but you know what? I And maybe this isn't even me having mum guilt. Like, of course I get mum guilt, but I feel like whenever I feel that emotion of like my baby's not with me I just flip it back to be like I was not a nice person so like if 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 we stayed together and we were to have Christmas together and stuff that environment would have been awful like it would have been awful yeah, for him so I just try and see everything from a positive point of view like the reason why we separated is because we would both be much more happier be back to ourselves and mm. um have like other focuses and stuff um so yeah, I just I I'm really good at switching it quite quickly to a positive. I like that. Yeah, I'm like taking quite a bit from that just now actually. Yeah, I think it's your um, job last Christmas this year. Didn't yeah, mm. that was really really difficult. Um, last Christmas we just decided to do it together as a three, just because it was quite fresh the breakup, and we both obviously didn't want to be without him. But even the day itself, I really didn't enjoy. It was just like I was like oh, just would have rather him have had Santino and I would have just had to wait the following day. It wasn't great. But this year, I had all my family come down um, and I had in Christmas Eve and he got picked up in Christmas morning. 
and obviously it was really difficult. I don't know if it's something maybe we should do again. Maybe it should just be one parent has Christmas Day, another, because they're so excited with their presents. <coughs> yeah. You feel leave. bad, like, yeah, leave the house without your presents. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he just, like, he, you know, came to pick him up, and he was okay, and he was like, I don't want to leave, I don't want to leave. And I was like, oh, God, feeling really awful, trying to cook Christmas dinner, you know, just everything. So he was like, give me a big hug, so I did. And then I went back to the Christmas dinner, I was okay. Then the doorbell went five minutes later and it was him back at the door saying, Mummy, I want a really, really big hug. And I hugged him and I just burst out into tears because it was just like, you know, the realisation of not being able to spend the rest of the day with him, yeah. the fact that he was really feeling it, I think was more so. So I started crying, my ex started crying, he oh was God. crying and it was just really emotional. My mum started crying and I just needed that. <coughs> 30 minutes to pull myself together, but it, it ruined my Christmas day entirely. It was awful. But it's just... And I've, I've spoken with friends as well that are also, um, you know, three, four years down the line, and they're just like, look, it doesn't actually get any easier. That was their opinion. That's nice, though, because you're like, look, I just need to find ways to cope and deal with it. Yeah, and I just said to myself, do you know what? Christmas is all about the build-up to the big day. One day usually isn't as great as the build-up and all the no. fun stuff. Yeah. So in my head, I'm just like, you know, just be grateful, make sure you do lots of fun stuff for them, and the one day is just one day, you need to get over that. So, mm, yeah. What about yeah. you? Well, I think for me, my, I handled it really... I had to fight... You know when you have the whole fight, flight, freeze, mm. etc. I didn't have to fight. I had to freeze because of my situation and what was going on. I think um, during the relationship breaking down, I was in fight mode because it, it just it wasn't pleasant. He was going through some shit. And because of that, I felt like he would then look to me to try and fix those problems for him or make him feel better mm. but as you guys know I'm not the most emotional person or comforting mm. yeah. so I felt but almost like you also can't fix people's problems like, no, my partner could have fixed me I think what well, from his perspective he was in pain and going through some shit he expected some compassion from his wife mm. I, but at that point when it got there I didn't have it in me anymore mm. I only have so much energy for XYZ in a day mm. okay once I've used my morning energy to get through it, work, kids, in the evening, I'm sorry, but the pot is now empty. There's barely any left for me, and there certainly wasn't any left for him because of things that had gone on. Like, I didn't like who he was in the relationship. I didn't like how he made me feel. I didn't like the things he said to me. So where are you expecting me to get that energy to show you empathy, care, warmth? give you something yeah. to work with. It's done. The tank is empty. I have none. So when I think... When did you start to get the breakup, though? Because obviously it's been such a long time. Mm. And then you were saying about, like, you didn't like the person to come, but... Uh, I, it all kind of fell to shit. And I, that's when it hit me, like, this is a joke. We're on holiday. It was a five-star resort. I don't know, five, six restaurants. This place was on this should have been my dream I should have been super happy miserable hated mm. it argued the whole time mm. in fact most mornings I would go down to breakfast with the girls take them he'd stay in bed and then join us later during the day I'd be by the pool by myself I wouldn't like we did not talk at all and he did all these super cool things with his friends and they went and hired jet skis but didn't even give us a look in and you know what I didn't care Right, that's when you know you're done. Yeah, I'm like, oh yes, mm -hmm. he's going, woohoo. Um, so part of me was, 
upset and annoyed that he did all those things and just left me and the girls and was like, I'm off. Um, but then there's the deeper part that was like, yeah, but do you even care though? If he'd asked you to go, would, would you mm. have? No, I don't think I would have. Um, and it was at that point, when you were in a five-star resort, after lockdown, probably the first decent holiday we'd had, and you're still miserable And what together. you got to argue about. No washing, exactly. no work stress. Yeah. Like, that is where you should be at your happiest, yeah. right? No, no, we weren't really that happy. And I just thought, yeah, mm. no, this is... Done. I, can't, I cannot do this anymore. And then mm. I was beginning to resent him. Mm. And I no longer even wanted to be his friend. That's when I got really worried. Because I'm all well for relationships ending, romantic relationships. But to me, it was just... I'm at the point where now I can't stand you. Like, I cannot stand you now. And this is not the path I want to go down. Not just because of the kids, but because of everything we've built over the 18 years. So that's that's when I knew it was time. And he knew. He knew too. Because he, you could stand my guts just as much as I couldn't stand his. <laughs> like, we knew what was happening. We just didn't really want to talk about it. And I feel like it was like after getting back off of that holiday, we were like... Well... <laughs> <laughs> That was awkward. <laughs> yes, it was. And we had to face facts. But for me, I think it was very difficult because he's so optimistic and he's such a family man. He, I felt he wanted to stay in the relationship because of the kids and the family. And he would often say things like, I'm not breaking up the family, you are. Right, so yeah, this like, is where I really respect you because where a lot of people go wrong, in my opinion, is that people, maybe women, men, you know, Yes, choose your hard, right? Yes, it's hard going through a breakup. Yeah. But yes, it's also hard having to deal with the shit where it gets really, really toxic or whatever. Yeah. You've also got the having to come out and sort out the house and the breakup and people moving out. Like, it's absolutely horrendous. It's, horrendous. it's probably one of the most stressful things I've ever been through in my life. Yeah. But I've heard and seen of so many relationships that go so toxic where... People are screaming in front of the kids, and yeah, we done that. That's being conditioned into the kids, yeah, unfortunately, right? Yeah. Honestly, from my experience of being in that child in that environment, yeah. like I am so happy my mum and dad broke up because it was so awful to grow up in that situation. And then all but you the can problem do as a was, kid is sit and watch. Well, the problem was I then brought that into my relationship. Right. Yeah. I didn't know how to properly resolve conflict. I didn't know that arguing wasn't normal or screaming and throwing stuff at each other wasn't normal because mm, yeah. that's what I'd learned. So obviously his family wasn't like that. He's like, this crazy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real, like his family are happily married. They've been married for like 40 years or something crazy. Like it's a total different family dynamic. So coming up in that environment, yeah. like trying to have a relationship, if you don't go do the inner work after that trauma your parents have kind of put you through, mm. it's actually just better for you to... It's better, yeah. yeah. So I think um, in my mind it wasn't, he kept saying things like you are breaking up the family your choose this is your choice and then it would be the you didn't do xyz enough for me you didn't yeah, show me I enough this yeah. and i just felt like it was a constant barrage of the things that i didn't do and what i did wrong so then at that point i thought okay no we're not that's fine you will carry on talking until you're blue in the face i actually stopped responding i stopped arguing back i stopped trying to stick up for myself because i didn't have the energy in me so we broke up we attempted to continue to live together. Um, you know, one of them things. I don't want to kick you out. We've both got financial things we need yeah, to be thinking need about. To work, out. work that out. Take your time, and when the time is right for both of us, we can break apart uh, physically. But even that became impossible. It got to a point where I couldn't physically actually live there anymore. 
Um, so I remember we had this one. I when I say we had a row, we didn't row. I was being talked at or right. shouted at because I absolutely would not engage. But I'm very capable of just going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, but that's such a good skill. Yeah, such a great skill. What I'm most grateful for is sometimes people stand there and freeze and they're being screamed at and they run off and cry it's actually not bothering me mm. at this point you're just talking to yourself because what you're saying is not it's not heating home none of it's true i'm good so we'd had one of them massive massive fucking god it was a scene it was awful i just touch on that point because mm. i think one thing during breakups that can get really nasty is that people say these horrible things to you because they're just projecting and you take yeah. that on board yeah. whereas you wouldn't i think that's so great yeah i didn't i was able to do that i couldn't take it on board because it simply wasn't true my gut is going now bullshit that is so i didn't it didn't hurt me but a lot of the arguments like the final big one happened and the kids were there and they all heard it and it was just a a a shit show where did he go i think he went to the pub or something to meet his mate and i was like this is my fucking chance honestly it was like a a scene out of a fucking movie i was like eva pip four five outfits max we're going and they were like, what, what? And I were like, packing, 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 packing. I packed, grabbed a few work bits, grabbed a few cash bits, because I knew if he'd come back, it would be, oh, I'm sorry, I really didn't mean it. I was out of yeah. order. I shouldn't have spoke to you like that. And then I would be talked into continuing to cohabitate. I knew at that point I didn't want that anymore. <coughs> packed my shit, went to stay at my sister's, and that's how it stayed for the remainder of the summer. Like, summer was so shit. We were living in and out of suitcases. We were in different people's houses, different friends. We didn't speak. It was pure hell. But I would rather sacrifice that than go back home to that environment. Mm. So I kind of let people be like, oh, he should have left, etc., etc. And I went, okay, cool. Both our names are on the mortgage. He didn't want to leave. I'm not going to physically put him out. So I will take the L. And I left. Um, And part of that, I was with the girls. And then I got to the point where I thought, hang on a minute. We're halfway through summer holidays here. Why am I cutting these kids around? These kids around in a suit with their suitcases. It's a two-way thing. I didn't have these kids by myself, so I remember bringing the girls back home, dropped them off, and I said, "Look, I've done half a summer. We're still not getting on." And at this point, it was still even text messages. You know, like ten-page essays, oh, the name called. I really went. I have a new phone now because my old one broke. I wish to God I could relive that and be like here i've written a book of all the things you said to me how does that make you feel type of thing because he would be like whoa what the fuck i wasn't and i get that he was in a dark place but it didn't make any of that okay Mm -hmm. and the more nasty messages i got the more i got slagged off or told i was this told i was that the more he was reinforcing why i'm making the right decision yeah like look what you're saying (sighs) And you're proving my point. You're not right for me anymore. This is exactly... Uh, like, this is the biggest part for me in a breakup. Mm. How you react after the breakup says everything Shit, that yeah. I need to know. And that was a big reason why I was just like, do you know what? I don't even want to go to therapy with you. Yeah. I don't want to go and work Forget on a relationship it. because of the crazy shit that you're doing, the way you're making me feel. Yeah. I was living on eggshells. I yeah. was, it was probably the most traumatic year of it my life trauma. last year. Yeah. Because of the things that were said. So for me, I just think the level of maturity and what you really stand for as a person says everything about how you react after a relationship. Oh, yeah. All comes out then. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting you said that. In yeah. my experience, it was so much easier because listening to that, I'm like, wow, relationships are really like that. 
And I feel I have experienced that in the past, but this time around, I was completely different because I've done all that healing now. I was just like... Yeah, you were shocked. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I was just mm. like, I don't want to do this this time. Like, if I'm doing this, <coughs> my kid was the main focus. How can I make this better for her? Mm. And at times, I did have to take away from me. So Because I could have just been like, get out of my house, because it was my place. And I was just like, no, you can stay. Like, And the part of me is like, am I just being a mug here? But no. No, not at all. Honestly, if he'd left at that point, I would have been a really not a good mum. So I'd have been crying all the time. I would have been so down. So it's actually really nice having him there because it's almost like getting over him whilst he was there mm. was so much easier. Slowly, slowly, little baby mm. steps. And the thing is, he started, we become friends in that time. Because he's like, wait, this girl's actually cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's not crazy like I remembered. That's yeah, whereas I really thought when I met you guys, you were in a relationship but you were not friends no you weren't friends at all so I think that's so and amazing that came from that you it's can't. so interesting how you can be best friends in the beginning like I mean we did not spend a second apart mm, I remember yeah mm. and I remember like now it's quite nice I'm like oh actually like we're friends again and it's even nice just having a friendship back with him because I realised and I said this to him the other day like you really are my best friend and you're the person I can tell everything to yeah. And it's just so great to have that. And that's what he always used to be. Yeah. But like you said, we completely lost it. But then you're like, how do I get this back? Like, it's difficult. And as well, I think it's difficult when <coughs> you have children and, you know, you haven't got the luxury to just get up and go on a random date night and stuff. But yeah. when you, the second you lose that friendship or that dynamic in your relationship, that's when you have to rein it back in and go back to the early days of... Back to basics. Back to basics. Because no happy relationship is built on a shit friendship like you know you have to have friendship there and 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 that's something as well like I I hate bad blood with anyone in life like I try and avoid that yeah. so I've always I don't think I've got any bad blood with any exes not for the top of my head so for me you know the one thing I made clear when we had the breakups that like, I want us to remain friends like I want us but the whole year was so traumatic in the end like the whole friendship everything broke down to the point where I was like, you know, can we meet up? Can we, like, just even start to build up a friendship? And then I thought, do you know what? I'm pushing it. He's heartbroken. You've got to give him that give time him yeah, and give him that space. space. And that's <clears throat> something I think is really important for people to hear is you can have that friendship back. I'd say we've got, like, a good friendship now where the house is done and everything, you know, all the stressful, nasty shit's done. And if if it's important to you, you can have that friendship back with that person. Yeah. But you have to give that person time and space to deal with the the stuff, whether it's heartbreak or you know just acceptance of the situation. So that was really difficult for me. And I really I feel you on that because I felt at the time all I wanted was space. Mm. I needed to be left alone mm. so I could really think through. Yeah. Because as much as it didn't look like it from his perspective, but I think he was so raging because he felt like I was not affected one bit by the breakup. Yeah, okay, so I didn't cry, so I didn't send you long messages saying how sad I am, the relationship is over, but I, I can't, I can't have that jaw feeling at the same time, that's not how I work. I had to go through the say nothing, do nothing, freeze, Yeah. and then after I can think about it, but I really actually felt I didn't even have the breathing space to form my own opinion about how I felt about the breakup because I was so busy, like, oh, I'm trying to... But again, do you think you that know, comes down like, from the oh, whole build-up, the whole build-up of, like, I the breakup? Know. Because all of that crying and everything's come out years before, where at, at the breakup, your point of, do you know what, I'm actually exhausted with it, I'm past yeah. it. Because he never got those messages from me either. No, and I just felt like I was 
consistently bombarded on a daily basis with his emotions, his yeah, feelings and same. his thoughts. There was no room for mine yeah. at all. And then in the end I was like, oh well, uh, fuck it then. Mm. I'll just I'll just carry on as is. So that was really difficult. I mean, we're in a much much better place now. Everything has settled. I think like you said people react differently to breakups. He had his moment, had his time and the way I kind of combated and dealt with that at the time while I was staying either at my sisters or my friends or wherever I was was oh brilliant. Let's go on as many dates as possible to try and distract me from mm. the fact that I would have to look at my phone or mm. I'd have to wonder what was going to be said next. So I kind of did do that whole bounce on dates thing, not like having sex with people, but just yeah. going out on dinners and stuff. And I think I it helped me get through because if I was sitting at my friend's house every night on her sofa, what would she want to talk about? The breakup. How's it going? What's he said today? And sometimes friends can spur you on to be in that negative space and not realise yeah, it. I was going to say, because I didn't speak to you the whole time pretty no. much through that summer. Like, she was radio silent. I was like, I hope she's okay. But Come I was on. also going through my own yeah. thing. So mm. it was like, we just both obviously needed that yeah. space. But I think it's so right, and it's something we've spoke about before. One of my biggest regrets in my previous relationships was discussing it so much with my friends. Oh, my God, massively. Yeah, we said this, haven't we? I yeah. think <clears throat> now I could probably discuss stuff we're a bit older. But we all had, like, we all love each other. <coughs> and we could all just have a net and you said you were like a pro at this like having a negative opinion on the relationship yeah. but for one you're only hearing one side of the story yeah. and for two you're seeing it through your hurt lens like, I would never accept this I'd never accept mm. that but that person might be severely depressed or going through something really bad right yeah. now that we don't know and I think that's something for me personally like what I admired about you was taking yourself away and yeah. I feel I did the same this breakup I just mm. took myself away and again like I allowed everyone's going to react different in a rela- in a breakup. And I think it's about, I know people are mean, like you experience, but just trying to hold that space like this is going to end. Hope, yeah, like, it won't it last did. forever yeah. at some point, even if it's like, I know some people that's five years down the line. They still the get in it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because I remember actually you breaking up with him and then I knew that you felt like you couldn't talk to us because of worrying about the judgment of like, oh, she's gone back to him. And, and as much as you try and explain it to us, we're never going to understand the emotions no. and everything in that point. So I get it, and I've learned that over the years, is sometimes it's just best to keep your mouth shut or just say, do you know what, guys? I just don't need you to give me your judgment. Yeah. And then just please listen. But then it's it's still difficult because your friends listen and form this opinion. I well, remember I think... so many times with you. I get it. Yeah. And then you didn't want to talk to us. Yeah. And then I felt really bad because I was like... She hasn't got a space to talk. How is she really feeling? Mm. It was sad. It was really sad. I think breakups are so messy. I just think no one reacts one way. And we just got to be so mindful. Especially if you have a person in the breakup, like you Mm. said. Like, you might be able to handle it a bit better. And I feel like women... I don't know, actually. I think we do sometimes. But you know, like, you know the emotional... I've done it with one of my exes. (laughs) I've done the emotional essays. Like, and it's back and forth, and it's so long. Yeah, I've done all that before. Yeah, and I think as you experience Mm. and go on, that's why this time I was like, yo, this is what it is. What can I do? There's nothing I can change here. So do you. Queen, you mentioned after the breakup, you were like dating or your friends are telling you to go and, and yeah. do stuff and whatnot it's interesting how did you everyone deals with the breakup differently as we were just saying did you kind of get into your feels initially at the beginning I know you said you did like quite a bit of personal development mm. in the beginning and stuff or was you like out there 
just going dating, trying Straight to numb up. the pain. Because I did that. I did exactly Straight that. Straight out there. There was no sitting there to think about the feelings of the emotions. No. I went straight in there, but it did backfire on this one date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Did you cry? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Fucked up, right? What happened? I don't know. He, he was... Because he you actually... didn't cry. This is no, shocking. I don't. Yeah. He was super hot, and I remember thinking, you are so nice. Date was going great. We were having a great conversation, and I think he asked me something like, oh, are you okay? Really? Oh, uh, God, that was it. So like, he was hot and actually uncaring. Yeah, he was like, are you okay, really? And I was like, oh, fuck, no, oh, I'm not. And then I literally oh started gosh. crying. And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I won't bring it up. Let's not talk about it. Mm. Then he went to the bar, I think, maybe got me a tequila. And then oh, yeah, I feel so strong. But honestly, guys, for a moment there, I, I could not hold it in anymore. Oh, I was kind of like... I mean, yeah, we had another date after, I think, but he probably thought... That's promising. Yeah, you're not yet ready to date, so I'm just going to leave you. So actually, like, a lot of respect for him, but that was the worst. I was like, what the fuck? He's going to go and tell his boys, hey, this chick, like, she was hot, but she cried. Yeah, Yeah. I did, I cried, and it was fine. I feel like mine's completely opposite. I feel like I didn't want people to know that we'd broke up because I didn't want to talk to any other guys. I was just like, I'm totally not interested. She knew they were coming for her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, ready? We've been waiting. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was just not interested. I just there was a lot that I was going through. There was loads of different messes and like it was just everything was just a lot and I just felt like I physically could not deal with even having a conversation with anyone. I pull, I feel like I pulled away from my friends going mm. through the breakup. Like I suffered with anger. I kept having like, panic attacks and stuff. And so you didn't even tell us that. No, I didn't I even tell you that at the time. Um, or did you not even know? Not about the anxiety attacks and stuff. Yeah, so I was having like anxiety attacks, panic attacks, and that was. When I was still living there, and I th- I feel like even when I sep- I stepped away, I went back to my parents, literally went straight into lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, my anxiety, I had to work on myself. I was having problems with my eyes. I was getting double vision. I was told that I had to ring DVLA and tell them I'm unsafe to drive. And I was just oh, like, gosh. I am literally making myself so ill. I had water infection after water infection after water infection. Like I just could my body was just shutting down and... Um, so I, I I didn't have the space to even talk to anyone. I yeah. was just like I just need to sort myself out, and I know I know that I can heal myself. And mm. we've got a good friend, Cat, who really really helped me out. Um, she helped me put things. What did she say? She she was like put them in like little like pizza slices, and you got to put like that section there, that section there, and pick up like one at a time. And deal with one house. deal with one thing at a time. Yeah. Love that. Um, and that really helped me because I felt like. I was thinking, I'm selling a house, I'm buying a house, I'm on a time limit, my anxiety's through the roof, my, mm. well, not anxiety, but like panic attacks and stuff is through the roof, I can't flip and see a thing, I had to wear a patch. <laughs> oh my God. God. I, I had know, to actually, wear no, I do remember. Did you send us a picture? Yeah, no, I had I to wear... I had to wear a patch over my eye pretty much all day, every day. Luckily, it was COVID. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I wasn't going out the house. Just to kind of reach, to get my brain, this is so deep, <laughs> to get my brain to shut off using one side of my eye so it can just focus using the good eye. I'm not blind in one eye, by the way. It's no. just, it's, it's something to do with the signaling between my it's eyes trauma. and my brain. Trauma. trauma. Yeah, well, it was it's also from when I was a kid, I had an operation and all right, that. Yeah, yeah this, that's another story. But, um... I brought that back. Wow. I, I, yeah. So um, they said to me, like, 
you have to tell the DVLA you can't drive. Like you're so if you have an accident and you don't tell the DVLA, you can go to prison. Like that's how serious it is. And I was just like, like oh my god, I'm all the way down here. His dad lives all the way there. How am I gonna like? I'm only thirty. I think I was thirty at the time. That's a stress in itself. Yeah, like I'm young. Like what am I? What's my life gonna be? And yeah, Cat really did help me like put things into perspective and like just deal with one thing at a time and. I went back to um, the hospital and had an eye check and they, she was just like, it's completely gone. I do, she was like, this has never happened, but I do not understand how you've been able to cure that. And I was just like, yeah, I just wow. know that I can heal myself. I know that if I can work on myself and focus on certain things, you can recover. And yeah, and I just honestly broke, I was like, what? So... I can drive, and she was just like, yeah, and I was just like, oh my Ooh, God, yeah. I don't have to wear the patch. <laughs> and I, did, I was like, oh, real, got rid of the patch. Um, yeah, it was a crazy time. So it was like the hardest time of my life, but it was like the most rewarding and most like, I'm so proud of myself for like the journey that I went on and how far I, I come out the other end. This is what I've got from what you've said, and I think it's one thing I want everyone to take away is that yeah, you might be in the hardest point of your life and heartbreak is probably one of the mm. worst mm. situations. Even if you haven't got kids or whatever, like, whatever your circumstances, some people, Marley and Uncle, I think, were married 30 years and broke up and mm. she was trying to be his friend. He wasn't ready yet. Like, it's, everyone's going to react differently, but there are, one of my favourite quotes is like, isn't it the best thought that some of the best days of your life haven't happened yet? Yeah. yeah. And I absolutely love that because it's like, yeah, it's so horrible right now and I mean, I feel you, girl. Like, yeah. I was crying on the floor. It was horrendous. And I'm now experiencing some of the best days of my life six months or five mm. months later and I feel amazing and the best I ever have. When your back's against the wall, <clears throat> you have only one chance uh, one option is to, to grow and come up from that so yeah. yeah and you had to give yourself that time yeah and I felt like for me I didn't feel that void I didn't feel like I needed to fill a void of like I've lost a huge chunk out, out of my life I need to fill it with something else it was more like I'm making myself ill <laughs> like yeah this is serious and I, I never thought too far ahead so I never thought like if I'm not going to be in this relationship or like will this will I ever meet someone else or mm. I just didn't give my brain that like didn't let myself think like that because I just thought each day is like a stepping stone, isn't it? Like you can only do what you can do. My my one was a little bit of a weird situation looking back at it now. I felt, do you remember me saying to you, I felt like I had such a creative block and just business block and I just didn't feel motivated. I probably had that for a good like 18 months. When I came out of the relationship, we broke up in the June or July, I think it was July. And in the August, I launched that book, the oh, Mindfulness yeah. One for Children. Yeah. I literally did, did that in four weeks. So it's like I came out of that relationship, then I had this huge, like, block that, you know, stopped or whatever, and then it just lifted. And then I had all this creative jargon in my head. I was like, I'm going to do this, and I can do that. And then last year, I was just, like, coming up with so many different concepts and ideas, and here we are on a podcast, as, just <laughs> as an example. Yeah. But... I was definitely, I definitely ran into the dating yeah. straight away. I remember the first um, guy I went on a date with, who I'm really good friends with now, he was like, are you sure? And I was like, 100%. I was yeah. like, you know, I switched off two years ago and like, I'm so How ready. How long was this after? No, um, no December. So you had left it some time. Yeah, I had and I did feel ready, um, but obviously I hadn't completed on the house I was buying him out and hadn't you know you don't realize how stressful that is going through that whole process so I think like until like that only completed about a month ago so until you um go through all of that heavy stuff that connects you 
I don't think you can really actually be in the proper headspace. But yeah. it gave me a chance. <coughs> you know, I partied my little ass away last year and I, I got back from Ibiza, which was in the June or July. And I just had a moment to myself. I was probably having a horrendous come down. <laughs> and I was just like, am I just partying and doing all this crazy stuff and running away from the inner shit that I need to deal with? Then I was like, no, you know, I have really struggled like and, and also as much of it is a as much as it is a negative that you know I share my son 50 50 with my ex so it means I lose out mm. I'm also like do you know what see this is opportunity that you've got more time to do the things that you want to do or whether it's business or having fun just use that time so I probably was filling a bit of a void there missing my little one trying to hide some of the shit that I had to deal with but after Ibiza I was you know reading and dating books and listening to like you know more relationship youtubes and just understanding what my part to play in it was and you know just understanding taking a bit of accountability for the situations and reading into myself more so yes I had the glow up of the body glow up and I lost a lot of weight last year and I think everybody does that they either change their hair dramatically <laughs> lose a load of weight whatever I don't know that for me, for me was that and that's what made me feel good um I think you know and I've had a lot of people reach out and message me on Instagram that have been going through similar 8 10 12 year relationship breakups I think you do need to find something to get yourself into a routine to find your happiness and what makes you feel good and working out was definitely that space for escape for me and have your fun and and you know enjoy yourself but do take the time to work on yourself as well I think it's important that you do have that balance and try and see what you can learn from the breakup of the relationship and what you can take into the new one because part of me is really excited to have a new relationship with somebody because I feel like I know exactly what I want I know exactly where I went wrong last time and what I can now bring to the table so yeah I'm looking forward to my new relationship it's gonna be very healthy I think that's so important that you've added on that because I read so many relationship stuff on Instagram and it's like you've attracted that relationship and that type of person so if you don't go and heal you're going to keep creating that but a different yeah. face the mm. same situation different person mm. and that's something for me personally in my breakup I was like okay I I was there was part of me I was just kind of battling I was like do you want to go date and you guys were like go on mm. date and loads of people like to me go and test the waters and see this and see that and it was really like, I was like, okay, why am I wanting to date? Really, it was my ego. I wanted someone to be like, you're pretty. And mm. obviously, he was getting attention from girls. I was like, oh, I want attention from a guy. And yeah. I, that's what I wanted. But really, I was like, do you need that? Or do you just need to go love yourself right yeah, now? You and it really that. had to sit with myself. So I actually started dating myself. I love that. So, yeah. That's so, cute. so I take myself out on weekly dates. I love that. <laughs> and it'll be whatever I wanted to do. So what do you do? Like, give me some examples. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the theatre by myself. I love that. There was a 30 year old, 37 year old couple last week at the theatre. I've done it twice so far. And he was like, babe, why are you by yourself? Oh. I was <laughs> like, I actually take myself on dates every week by myself. So I go to the cinema by myself. I go to like drawing classes. I go to the um, gallery. <laughs> I do whatever, I'll get to go to dinner by myself, or I, sometimes I go to the Buddhist monastery and go meditate by myself. This is so healthy, because yeah. a lot of people mm. that are searching for relationships is because they feel like they need somebody to rely on emotionally. The fact that you can be happy and content on your own is 
everything and you're yeah. going to be the best version of yourself for the and next person. And also a lot of these That's activities it. that you're describing, people have convinced themselves that it's not a one-person activity. Yeah, yeah. You have to take someone. Oh, my God, I went to Tina Turner and I was in a bunch full of couples. <laughs> just there, like, I like going for dinner on my own. I go for sushi yeah, on yeah. my own regularly because yeah. I, I love sushi so much. You don't want to share it anyway. Yeah. That's um, so good. I think just to go back as well, what you just said, Holly, about... Um, sitting with yourself and being with yourself that just goes to show that you're probably ready to be in a relationship because you can that sounds really weird but like cope with people. being on your own no, you, yeah. you can deal with being yeah. on your own when you're in a long term relationship I found that I could be quite codependent there yeah. was things that I'm like I really relied on him for like when he was leaving I'm like how am I going to like fix things or, mm. like it was just such a panic so I was like you've been my left arm for such a long time I'm left handed so I need you <laughs> and even like just parenting by yourself everything so I just needed to go and be like what does Lacey want to do what does she like because I couldn't remember like what does she love what mm. does she want to do what does she find fun and also I found being a mum I just lost myself so much at that time of the relationship is like I could go and invest it in other guys and be texting and Ew, I'm just like yeah. I actually can't be asked for that it's right now. It's a lot. Now. It's exhausting. Like, yeah. It's exhausting. It felt that, yeah, that weird dating phase didn't last very long for me because I got tired, real fucking tired of people in this shit and I was like, you know what? I was like, I've got I'm my own not, shit. Yeah. I don't need you. I have my own you stuff. You realise on the dating done. apps they're all just avoidant men, haven't worked through their shit so it's freaks. like you're going back into that you're, yeah. toxic place. But then place. to me, for me, it was like I started to think I'm downgrading here mm. because some of the shit that I would come across, I'm like, ew, I would never date anyone like that. So how am I going to go from my ex to these fucking tramps? Forget about them. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, you know what? I take that back. That yeah, but, no, but right. most of them are quite trampy. They're, they're awful. Yeah. The lucky mm. few made it through to date stages, but the rest are just shocking. I think... Um, it's worth me saying, like, obviously we're in a really good place now. It's amazing. But even then, I feel like what it took for us to be in that good place, like, obviously I had pneumonia earlier on in the year. That never really went away. Um, and I felt like every little illness that I got, like I was saying earlier, like, wipes me out, right? Mm. But then this time I got really sick. It was middle to end November, all the way to pretty much... December, like a lot of November, I was really, really ill to the point where I was like, "But you, you've got to move back in." Like I cannot. I couldn't get up. I couldn't take the little girl to school. I couldn't cook. I couldn't clean. The dog wasn't fed. I was literally all I had energy for was to get up, maybe put work laptop on, emails, and then I was out again. I physically could not cope anymore and a lot of that I think and I didn't want to say it but I said to him the messages the abuse like the you you're literally killing me now I am at the point where I can't look after the children you're having to move back in to support and help because I can't anymore and I think that was a light bulb moment for him he was so wrapped up in anger and venom for so long Mm -hmm. didn't even stop to see what it was doing, like, the physical impact. And yeah. I think at that point he was like, oh, what the fuck have I done? Yeah. And from then I got really sick and then he stayed. Honestly, I wish I'd got sick sooner, yeah. actually. I know it sounds crazy, but <laughs> I wish I got sick sooner because at that point something in him obviously woke up and he thought, what the fuck am I doing? This this isn't even who I am. I'm not nasty. I'm not unkind. And he completely changed. And, like, he really looked after me. It was so good. 
despite us not being together, like he would still make breakfast, bring it to me in bed, make sure I've got everything I need for the day. Mm. Then he would go off, and then most some evenings he would stay in the spare room and stuff, and some evenings he wouldn't. But it was at that point I was like, you see, that's the relationship and the person that I knew and loved, mm. that friendship, that caring, that nurturing. So I started to see all those things again, and I was like, oh. So yeah, just going back on what you said about the dating apps and how atrocious they are, mm. and when that was happening with your ex and he was back there, did you ever have a, a point where you were like, do you know what, it's just easy to go back, thinking about like how comforting it was probably was having him there, you weren't feeling great, yeah. and you were like, do you know what, I'm just, let's just get back together, rather than thinking about like the long term, how difficult it had been previously. Uh, yeah, for sure. And I think that period of illness probably did save him a little bit because I was so done, like done, done. But I feel because of that, seeing him sort of step back into that role and everything that I'd always loved. Like before, if you'd said to me, are you guys done for good? I'd be like, yeah. In fact, I mean, God, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, if you stop breathing tomorrow, that would be bloody great. <laughs> That's how bad it got. But now... Is the door completely shut forever? I can now answer that and say, I don't know. Right. Whereas before it was a hard... Yeah. Not toxic. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now I'm like, you know what? Aww. Only time will tell. Only time Aww. will tell. Yeah. Mm. Nice. That's nice. So what about glow-ups? Like, we've obviously spoke about the breakup part. Um, when did your glow-up start? Was it straight away? Was Sorry, it? but I thought of that meme just then. Like, you break up with your girl six hours later, she's got 10 grand in savings and two degrees. Chopped all her that hair off. That was me. Yeah. I was coming for it. I think I, yeah, I just kind of touched on it, didn't I? Like, mm. for me, Jim, um, I was just like, but everything. Did you Jim actually before? So you yeah. had started your. Yeah, I did. I. It's, it's so, it's funny. I just want to touch on this. When, just before we broke up, we were looking at houses mm -hmm. and we actually put an offer in for a house. Yeah, thank fuck, that thank didn't go through. Um, they got accepted, but then somebody outbid us. I've also got um, some friends, mum and dad, who've been together like 30, 40 years. They also put an offer in for a house didn't know how unhappy they were until mm. recently found out they're getting a divorce. And my point with this is, if you find yourself quite unhappy in your relationship, but all of a sudden you're going to buy a house or you think having a baby is a good idea, or all of a sudden you're looking for a big change in your life, it's actually probably your relationship. Yeah, the change is um, your partner. And that's why I started doing the, the fitness and the workout. I was just like, I need to change something. I was so unhappy in myself, and that was my release and my trying to make myself yeah feel better basically mm. um so that was a big one for me and then just everything energy like, i was just following this little trail of energy and anything that made me feel good and i think you i think you do it's just an it's a great opportunity the glow up to find out what you love like you said you know going to theater and doing yeah. things on your own like this is that time of your life where you know i in my head when i'm back in a relationship that will be me done like whether i get married or whatever like that will be me and that person so i'm using this time to like really do what holly wants to do mm. not what the mum wants to do of, of santino holly um and whether that's you know going out and doing wild stuff and thruffles then that's what i'll do <laughs> you but get it girl yeah. no but i'm just having the time of my life at the moment and yes there's the shit days and i'm working through stuff and i'm still that mum but i'm just trying to do what holly wants to do 
And I think as well, like, <clears throat> like your next relationship, that'll be your last relationship. Mm. It's all about leveling up and giving your you're giving yourself the space to be able to grow and become that person that you want to be. Hundred um, percent. Authentically as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's such an important point about the glow up is this is your time now to really evaluate. Like you said, I didn't like myself in my relationship. If I really look back, I was like, you saw. Yes, I saw her. I was not myself, but that wasn't my yeah, true self. So hard. That yeah. was a very hurt version of me that was projecting it out. And I didn't really know what it was in me that needed work or love or seen to. So that time for seemed. me... <laughs> I mean, I thought it, but I didn't say it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was when I said it. Um, but yeah, so I really have used this time, but it actually started for me at hitting 30, I feel the glow up, but actually we'd broken up at that point. So yeah. mm. um, weirdly, when you're talking about the house, we were actually selling our house. I was lost it and was like, I can't live here anymore. I hate, like, I really hate the house we moved into. You always more. hated that. I mm. hated that. I said to him the other week, I was like, the reason why I started, I was like, I really like you again. I like, I see you from a new perspective. I was like, I just didn't like you because when I was pregnant, you were quite mean to me. And then you made me move to that house and I hated it. <laughs> and it was like, all from there, it starts to spiral out of control. Yeah. And um, yeah, so um, we were actually selling our house and we were going to buy another one and do another renovation. Oh, I don't I know remember. what yeah. we were thinking. Yeah, that was last That's what you just said, like you're going to you look for another house. You need change. a change. Yeah. And like a project or something, something's gonna, we were good at doing a renovation, mm. kind of. Like maybe that would, you know, but you don't know that's what you're doing. And something inside of me, I mean, there was this strong feeling that was like, you can't do this, you can't do this. So the guy rang, like, so we were the best offers on the table that were like, you're gonna get this house. And they rang me, they're like, okay, so I'm gonna put them offering, do you want me to do it like Monday morning? I'm like, no. He's <laughs> like, well, I was like, I don't want to do it. And I just, something was like, and I was like, God, why are you making me not do this? Like, I hate this house. Mm. Anyway, fast forward six months later, we put it back up for sale. We make double the amount of money. Oh, my God, yeah. And then I realised, obviously, we then have no house. There's nothing keeping us tied anymore. So oh, I remember going in the March and being like, I don't want to be with you anymore. He was like, yeah, me neither. I know. Oh, that was quite hard um, because it was like, huh? We'd both <laughs> yeah. come to the realisation. Yeah. What do you mean, me neither? You're supposed to break down and cry. Yeah, yeah. you fight for me. Um, there was no distraction. And I, I think Loki, so I wanted you to fight for me and whatever, but we'd fought so much. None of us wanted to fight mm. anymore. It was like, okay, There's this no is what it is. Was, yeah, we didn't have that fight, you know, that argument. It generally was just like, and obviously it was rough patches and rockiness, but it was just like, it's just not in me yeah. anymore. So when I was 30, we had broken. So I'd actually, on the Wednesday, broken up with him. On the th That night, went home, looked on right move, <coughs> found an apartment on the Thursday. <coughs> called up, had the viewing on the Friday. Where I live is quite a bougie area, so it's quite hard to get places there. It was a brand new build as well with a garden, like an apartment for a mm. garden. And then by the Monday, it was my apartment. I'd got it. And Very then I, I had to wait for it to be built. And then we were traveling a bit, me and Mabs, we went to like Mexico and India, and we were just doing loads of fun stuff. It was really cool. Um, and yeah, it just gave me that time to really, again, look at myself. and. From then is when I started to wear makeup again. I started mm. to like just make myself feel better, and, and Stella I, got her groove back. Yeah, finding yeah. yourself. I got my composite bonding done. Like I wanted that done. I was already guys. My brace literally was like for three years because it went. The company went bust. I had to do it all over again. So it was a plan before, but it was almost like everything just aligned in that time mm. to be like okay, and cut my hair. And it wasn't actually because the breakup. I wanted to cut my hair before. Mm. But I guess we were broken up. It was a very confusing situation. <laughs> 
But there was so much, it's just like, I just need to change every part of me because I didn't like what I saw in the mirror before. So I want to completely change that. So when I do get into another relationship, like you said, it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be plain as so like riding, so I don't think any relationship no. is. Every relationship takes work, yeah. and it's never going to be perfect, I believe. Mm. But yeah, I've got what I know I can bring to the table. So I know it, again, you my standards are. high. You're stepping yeah. into it knowing yourself. Yeah, and I won't let anyone mug me off, and I won't be a dick to anyone. Like, it will be an equal playing field mm. where, you know, like a give and take of energy, and I'm, I'm really happy about that. Oh, I feel in a good that. space. Mm. Although I was terrified. Like, you know, you go through them. Yeah. We've been living forever. Yeah, natural instinct. Like, yeah. yeah. I've got to my baggage. Also, how do you, do you meet people? Like, I don't work. No, honestly. Yeah. In all the time that I was going through the breakup and I was single, not once did I even think, well, who's going to want me with two children? Yeah, I because never felt like that. I have complete. I had completely decided, and I think somewhat even now, I and I love, I love the intention that you've set that your next relationship is going to be the one. I've not put the pressure on it, yeah, but that's obviously your, the intention. That's your goal. Yeah, right? yeah. I love that, but for me, no. I'm not really sure I ever want to be in another relationship ever again. Wow. I just, I'm okay. I have friends. Mm. I have the podcast. I've got my job. I've got my kids. I'm actually okay. Mm. I just need to sort of like maybe negotiate post-breakup T's and C's with the ex. Like, can we get a casual bang in every so often? (laughs) I'm sure you're good, babe. (laughs) Don't don't get me wrong. I feel like that right now. Like, right now I'm just like, I don't want a relationship and it's still just getting over the trauma from last year you know I just want to chill but when I'm ready I'll know um you know I don't even know if I want to get married anymore and Mm. stuff like that and I was engaged in the previous relationship it's it's a lot and I feel like the world is changing so So drastically and so much in the in the newspaper recently about you know polyamorous relationships and you're like our relationship's supposed to be monogamous and all of this and Carol Vorderman I know (laughs) Carol Vorderman with her five men big up like all of this you're just like is it the old way a bit old school and yeah definitely like even I'm like do I ever want to live with a man again yeah I actually like like the separate yeah like having my own space and I really love that so it's just things you can have to figure out along the way and Find what it is you want, yeah. not what society says, what your friends are doing. And that's one point I wanted to say, actually, which I really love that you touched on, like when you are in a breakup. If it doesn't feel good, don't go bitch to your friends about it. Because mm. I feel like the more you bitch about your relationship and your ex, really bad. the worse it just keeps, it mm. almost keeps like manifesting and coming back. Yeah. You're and reinforcing really, it, aren't you? Not you only are. are you thinking it, now your friends are thinking yeah. it, then it's oh all your are talking about. Especially if you're like telling one person and telling it again, you're like reliving the situation. And oh, like and you're oh, literally yeah. rebuilding that whole thing. But a solution to that, because people are probably thinking, well, if I can't bitch to my friends, then who do I talk to to vent it? Journal, letter burn, yeah. like... My journaling journal is been my so saviour. powerful. Because then you can look back on that and think, well, was that just me at that point in my life? So I started journaling in October, and it, I actually read it the other day. I was like, whoa. Mm. So we properly broke up again in September, and it was like, I was just not in a good place. I was constantly frantic, up and down, and it was just like, I just took myself away and just journaled, and now reading it, and it's amazing. So I can see, like, wow, you're in such a good space now. Like, look how far you've came in just a few months. Mm. And I just think I want to get that message across to everyone on this podcast or that listens is that 
like I said, no matter how bad it gets, like it swings the other way and it can get yeah. just as good. And mm-hmm. I think we're all living proof of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually have really loved this. Chat. And I've come out the other end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I was just going to call baby on the way. So it's like I'm so full amazing. on the other way. That is the one thing I do think of you frequently where I'm just like, look at Sarah. Literally in my mind, you found your soulmate mm. and it was right under your nose. Yeah. Now you're so happy yeah. with baby. And it just thinks like there is a happy ending. There like is. you don't yeah. have to deal with the bullshit. Just I saw this other girl called Mel Wells on Instagram. Oh, Mel Wells, yeah. She literally, I think in a year, had broken up with her partner who they had like a podcast together. Yeah. They were always on each other's pages. He just automatically left there one day for this woman. Oh, no. And then um, she was like heartbroken. I was like, whoa, I think within a year she'd like met someone else and was pregnant. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was so beautiful to see. Yeah. And I think that's another thing. Like, if you, you have to obviously see, am I healing? Am I just running into another relationship? Mm. Or am I healed and I'm like, this is really my person? Yeah. Obviously, because like you said, you can just run straight into mm. and maybe trying to cover it up or run away from it. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really beautiful. And it gave me hope. I was like, I can write yeah. <laughs> I think that was part me. of my glow up process, to be honest. I think yeah. I went through a stage of obviously left and then we went straight into lockdown. So I had a lot of time. I've spent so much time with Bobby and being a mum. I was with my parents a lot, lived with them. And I I had a lot of time on my own. You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't see people. Um, And I think I just solely put my focus on what was best for me and Bobby at that time. So so nice that you had that opportunity. And I feel like I just focused on... I'd done like that manifesting... yeah manifestation course manifested I can't even put into words how much I manifested in like that short space of time even my sight back and all like my apartment like everything in it like I didn't pay full price for anything in it I think I got five grand off the apartment which was the only one that was discounted by mistake like it was everything that happened it was just insane and um, then I remember years ago one of our upline she said to us like you should write down exactly what you want from a man like what they look like what they dress like hobbies interests how they treat women in relationships their mannerisms are they family people like all of these different things and I remember writing it all down and like adding to it as things like progressed yeah like and when you experience certain things or you look at someone else's relationship and you're like I want that like Mm -hmm. writing it all down why are you laughing (laughs) why are you laughing because I wrote mine at like 22 I pounded it the other way Oh, it's big dick. It's what? It says big dick. No, it doesn't. Yeah, she told me. So there you go, you've got your big dick. Oh, my God, about sex and stuff. And I was like, Lay, that was more important thing to you. Yeah, but 22, you just want the, you know, BDE, don't you? Yeah. But yeah, I wrote all this down, and then I guess... You really did manifest it. I really did manifest it, and I think, yeah, it's just the whole thing, it's just... I think what I want to take away from this conversation I've got from all of you is that it doesn't matter if you're changing externally or, but I feel like the internal creates the external, the external creates the internal. It's Mm -hmm. like a nice flow. Yeah. I hope people don't feel like they need to go, because I think another thing is when they do start seeing other women, which I experience, you're like, oh my gosh, they're way prettier me, they're this, they're that. I didn't get that. No. No. <laughs> no. You're lucky. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they I don't really know. I know what I bring to the table. Oh, sorry. Cool. I know mm. why, yeah. I was actually mm. really grateful when he was going on dates because I'd be like, oh my god, you're not going to send me your dickhead text or whatever when you're on your date. I, I felt relief because I was like, oh. Mm. But you know that women want to start changing themselves, like getting plastic surgery or fillers oh, yeah. and all this stuff. Oh. Like, I'm not against all that stuff. You want to feel good, but. But sometimes people can, can't they? Yeah. yeah, and I just want everyone to get from like. 
the, the glow up is, it can be an internal thing or it can be like whatever it is, but just make sure you're doing it not to like try get someone back or for anything else. It's all got to be for you. Yeah, because, yeah. Although I really want. wanted to be back with my partner, I did. Like, I'm not going to lie. Obviously, I was crying down to him. <laughs> Actually, in love the end, me. there was. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> That's so pathetic. I'm sorry, I'm cackling at your pain. That's yeah, so yeah. I was just thinking that, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> so love. But sorry. actually, the whole thing really was about me. Like, what does Lacey need? And I'm in a point now, even if he was like, tomorrow, let's get back in a relationship, I would be like, I'm not ready. I'm just so focused on myself right now. I still need to nurture this part of me. I'm not ready to go out and fly mm. yet. And I'm not ready to date anyone. Mm. I'm just still dating me and loving me and learning these parts of myself. So I just wanted someone, like anyone listening, to really take that. I think what I've really taken from today is just knowing that where you're at is where you need to be. Yeah. I think I was in a situation where I was really trying to judge myself of it like how did it get here could I have done something different or whatever but I think hearing from all you ladies and seeing where you're at now where you are in that moment is where you're meant to be mm-hmm. and it's going to work out in the end no matter what so it's kind of helped me feel a bit more positive about the whole thing I will mm-hmm. stop trying to think too much about what does the future look like am I going to end up in another relationship am I not will it be a man will it be a woman just I'm just going to go with the flow I like that. I think for me, for me today, I've taken that there's so many similarities in a breakup, you know, from the me thinking that I was the only one getting the constant messaging every day and hearing yeah. that you had it yeah. and just, you know, there's just so much that I think everybody goes through mm. um, and just reminding myself that actually how I've dealt with the last year or 18 months or so is how I've chosen to deal with it. And actually everybody's chosen to deal with it in their own mm. way, whether it's, you know, sitting at home, I know obviously you're during lockdown, but manifesting or personal development or dating like we both did mm-hmm. or going on dates on your own, like you will figure it out your own way and one size doesn't fit for all. So just be really kind to yourself and be easy on yourself as well because it doesn't matter whether it's a six month relationship or a 10 year relationship. Mm. Um, breakups are hard breakups are really really hard so just be kind I think what I kind of want to put across is kind of like similar to you there's like not a one size fits all like not everyone goes through the same thing in a breakup and same situations or scenarios but if you just go inwards and think about you what's best for you and what's best for your children because at the end I know people sometimes think like no we should stick together because of the kids we should stick together because Mm. of the kids you have to think, like, if we stick together for the kids, how, like you mentioned before about how you grew up in that household, mm. my focus was, if I feel good, I know Bobby's fine. Mm. He's always going to be fine. So, yeah, my priority was just to make sure that I'm good for him. And, yeah, just put that forward. It's funny you said that. Just one last point is that um, I said, after being in the jungle and doing all this crazy healing work, I used to go away a lot. Like, you guys know, I've probably visited over 30 countries. And I was always, I didn't realise I was running and escaping. Mm. And I've said recently, and I've said it to, like, friends or whatever, like, oh, you know, I actually just don't want to go away, weirdly. Like, I have no desire. I'm very happy to be at home. And two days ago, my little girl goes, Mum, you went away a lot this year, last year. And I was like, yeah, we did. And she goes, you know what? I don't want to go away now. I'm happy at home. Oh, wow. Because you're happy wow. at home yeah. as well. The reflection really is into yeah. your kids. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so just don't put pressure on yourself, I guess. And if you're feeling shit, change it. 
Yeah. Great chat, guys. Great yeah. chat. Who's ready for a roast dinner? Me!